Hi guys, welcome to another episode of this Gap Radio podcast. And today we have with us someone that all of us are aware of and love. Uh, I think you guys have already seen the uh, title of the episode, and you know uh, who we are interviewing today. Today we are having a Teachers Day special episode, and for this episode we are having Dean Sir as our guest. So, uh, Sir, how are you? Everything is fine. Going on. Going okay, on. sir. How about you, sir? I'm I'm fine, sir. I'm happy and I'm good. It's pleasure to have you, sir. Thank you for doing this. Okay. So, sir, what we are going to do over here is uh, we are going to chart out the journey of Dean, sir, that all of us know and love at CMR Law School. And for that, we are first taking you back, way back, like thirty years back. and we are asking about your college days first so it's 1993 and uh, it's uh, and you have just graduated and what is uh, how was your college life sir because nobody would have ever thought that they will ever get to know something like this from you sir so if you had to think about certain uh, certain things about your college life how would that be now uh... Shall I speak to you about the uh, student life uh, at the uh, BA and MA level, or only at the LLM and LLB level? Sir, whatever you wish to say, sir. Uh, at yeah. the BA level, we'll start with the BA. Yeah, uh, now, uh, I I just begin with the, my uh, career in a college, in a Christian college at a place known as Puttur. This is uh, Saint Philomena's College. where i graduated with my ba degree now it was a wonderful college it was a wonderful college uh, because the teachers we had are the were the best teachers i am still not able to come across uh, such teachers even today after uh, this was uh, remember 1968 to 71 i did my ba 68 to 71 and those teachers are What a wonderful! Even today, I remember those lectures. Especially, we had a history teacher and an economics teacher, and uh, super, super. And uh, the life at that time was very difficult. Uh, the life was uh, very difficult because I used to stay in a hostel, and at that at that time, we we used to pay the mess bill of just seventy five rupees. Seventy five rupees, if you pay, you will get sumptuous food for the entire month. And for the next month, you have to pay again seventy-five rupees, and uh, you will be still wonderstruck. Uh, I can just narrate a story of nineteen sixty-seven when I was doing my pre-university course uh, in a college known as Bhuvanendra College, Karkal, in South Kendra. Well, near the bus stand, we had a hotel known as Kamath Hotel. He used to give us uh, two chapatis. And a cup of coffee just for foreigners. So just for foreigners. And several times, remember, we used to go there and have uh, chapati and coffee just for foreigners. Foreigners, remember, those days, uh, something, and it had so much of value. And he used to give a cup of ice cream for just foreigners. Most of the students remember after uh, their dinner in the night would go there only to take ice cream and come back. Now, academic standards were very disciplined. This is a fact which cannot be denied. 
and teachers were very strict and majority of the teachers were knowledgeable in any course for example uh, the college where i studied my graduation where i had we had a professor by name disoza who was teaching uh, physics wonderful person very knowledgeable people used to respect him simultaneously we had we had a professor in economics by name nesbert nesbert remember he was people used to students used to call him as walking encyclopedia in economics and it is very rare to find such teachers these days these days teachers have degrees but knowledge wise remember there is no match with all science and technology this is what i can say now when i joined the law course i did my law first year in the university law college bangalore it was harvard and uh, the university law college at that, that time it was supposed to be the most prestigious law college and we had a wonderful principal by name professor jv ajappa he is 92 or so now still alive i am in touch with him and what an administration the best of the best students from all states used to be there in those days and the library was supposed to be the best and the journals remember most of the students i am telling you even today will not have seen the front page of the american journal of international law or stanford law review or some other harvard law review but then in those days as students in the first year will be we had seen this this is a fact this is a fact and it was absolutely meant for llm students that was the type of standards that was maintained now students english may be weak but then the principal himself would come and tell request them you go to the library sit there and read if you don't understand come and ask us we'll be here until 6 o'clock for the next day you can come and ask us that was the inspiration which is not forthcoming these days Sir, uh, so you tell us about your, uh, your how you started law and what impact sir your sir and your teachers have had on you sir but sir how did this decision come up in your life that you wanted to pursue law so what, how did this happen uh, this that this now you will be simply understand i never ever intended to become a neither a law teacher nor become a lawman this is a hard fact which uh, i have not told anybody see what has happened was uh, uh, soon after my ba with a good grade i did my ma and ma i did in history and there also i passed out in first class so it was very difficult to get first class in those days very rare even in rrb so uh, afterwards what has happened was the fact is i had gone for one or two interviews so in the interviews i was not selected then remember it was frustrating you have good grades in ba you have good grades in ma but still you don't get selected and your own classmate who appeared in the examination wrong with you who has just 53% or 54% get selected in a college as a teacher so then i came and told after the second interview to my father my father said remember there is no need to go to the interview anymore don't go then you pursue your llb so at that time see i didn't want to pursue my llb because my brother himself was pursuing llb and he was about to complete and later he became a, a, a very good lawyer uh, he was practicing in and a very good name so that is the reason he was hesitant but since the 
father has told me i said i don't want to do llb or any any degree here i will go to mumbai so i went to mumbai and mumbai uh, i just told because my mother's brothers two of them were in mumbai i just told them but they were just telling you no know, mumbai is what it is as good as or as bad as any other place for purpose of education mumbai is a business place not for education this all then i came down to pune the journey is a journey which was taking place which had taken place in the month of july when i came down to pune there my sister's husband's younger brother was was working in khadakosla as a defense accounts officer is idas so he was encouraging he said nothing to worry we'll tomorrow i will take you to the government law college pune which is just by the side of the film institute so he took me there and because of his reputation in the position principal said now we will give him a seat but then he, now for this semester it is already full you can't get for the next semester beginning in the month of january we will give you we have two times admission but who will wait from july to uh, december so what has happened was from then after two days i boarded the bus and came to dharwar dharwar was an unknown place to me remember and uh, there also my cousin brother was a professor of physics he was also a very good teacher and uh, i just wanted to see him i went to his house found out with great difficulty where he was staying then next day he took me to the law college he spoke very high about the law college he said it's a very good college because i see in the newspapers some high court judges and others are visiting it was it is worth pursuing so i met the principal and when he saw my degree first class in mba and highest marks in history for the university uh, in those days he said i will give you admission see unexpectedly i took admission for the llb course this was unexpected and in fact i was not interested also to be very frank with you in the first semester i failed in two subjects so in the, in the first examination in the it would and everyone was surprised because in the mess we used to uh, discuss and all and people used to appreciate me what reading you have what is knowledge of history you have so all of them they used to say but how come you failed and i said it is my fate so somehow in the last the first year last examination i cleared all the papers at one go all all the papers at one go all the first semester and second semester and that was a surprise again for me and in the second year what has happened was at that time it was a three year lb course there was a, a, a teacher who was teaching international law and that is where i developed and cultivated interest and along with this teaching i started reading books in the area of international law political science international relations and history because the university law college library had wonderful books so that is the starting point and then uh, somehow i completed llb that i got first class and soon after completing first class then i wanted to do my uh, llm in international law then i started making inquiries at that time there were only two places in the entire south one is the university of pune and the second one is the university of mysore which had international law branches so university of mysore had just introduced international law branches only that year semester semester first semester batch student happened is a semester course which was introduced in 
So instead of going to Pune, an unknown place, I preferred Karnataka itself. And from Dharwar, I went back to uh, uh, Mysore. There I did my LLM international. Wow. So it was a semester batch. We had almost remember 12 papers in the area of international law. Unbelievable, 100 marks each. Uh, for example, law of space. Remember, law of uh, law of the sea, international economic law. Or like that, regional and institutional law. Many papers we had, we studied, and they got first class for stack. Then, yes, yes, this is how I started. I never thought I would be. Uh, this is the, then uh, when we were about to complete the semester uh, in the month of April or so, the principal of the University Law College had come for a meeting to uh, Mysore. And he saw me moving in the veranda and he called me. You see, after giving the examination, whenever you are free, please come to Dharwad. So, in the meanwhile, I searched for one or two lecturers post somewhere, assistant professors post somewhere. I could not get because the role appointment were based on caste criteria. So then I decided to go to Dharwad. Since the open invitation was there, I went there. When I went there, he just told me, uh, day after tomorrow, you have to deliver a lecture. We will... Uh, or at, at about 3.30 or so, you will, you will be asked to deliver a lecture on any topic of your choice. So then I chose a topic in the area of international law. And that was, remember, taken everyone's surprise. And Ajapa, who was the professor and the dean, he told me, came and told me, you will be getting your orders day after tomorrow. So I just casually went with the bag. And afterwards, I was given the orders. Then he told me, don't stay anywhere, come and stay in my house. Because his, uh, Mrs. Ajapa was not there. She had gone somewhere. And I said, till my wife comes, you can stay. And there is no need to pay anywhere, any money for the hotel or some room. Then when she came, I was able to arrange the room and then she took a room. So that afterwards, what has happened was 10 years uninterruptedly, I taught as a teacher and established as a teacher in the area of international. Meanwhile, what has happened was the UGC was insisting for PhD. In a place like Dharwar, all the teachers were senior teachers. I was perhaps the regular teacher and the youngest teacher. It was not possible to do PhD under anybody because Ajapa was the only recognized kind. With the, a professor Ajapa, there were several people, several deans of several universities were working for PhD. For example, Professor Koteshwar Rao, uh, he was the dean of the Venkateshwara University in Tirupati, he was working for the PhD. Dr. S.G. Bhatt, uh, professor and uh, uh, director of the Ambedkar Law College for 20 years, 28 years, he was the principal, he was working under him. And there were many like others. I'm just telling you two of them. Professor S.G. Bhatt later became the chancellor of New Orleans Oh, that was not, not possible. Then I tried to go abroad. And uh, that did not materialize because a lot of money was involved. We come from a joint family. So yes, sir. Eventually, you eventually did. Then I eventually, eventually I didn't go. Then I landed. What has happened was when I, uh, I went to Delhi. I went to Delhi, remember, to go to the Australian embassy to get the visa. Then somebody told me they will not give the visa unless you have some at least 10,000 rupees deposit. At that time, the salary was 800 rupees. 
ఫోన్ then said i am sending two people tomorrow only so your relative only will be coming and you talk to them so what happened was he said they, they did not come i will give them a dinner in a hotel so he had called us and we went to the hotel and we had about 3 hours discussion then he said for international law you need not go to australia even the australian national university is not the place for you for international law you can easily do it in jnu and jnu is equally good Well, at that time in JNU, Professor R.P. Anand was the professor of finance, and R.P. Anand happened to be an advisor to the Secretary General of the United Nations on Law of the Sea in 1973 and 74. And we had Professor B.S. Mani. He was he later he became legal advisor to the government of Nauru and became a cabinet secretary to the government of Nauru. Then we had Professor Ramadala Khan, under whom I did my PhD. right and at this point of time it's a very important question that would have thought like even you would have thought that what about the scope of this subject did that thought ever come to your mind or were you always driven towards pil and therefore you always wanted to do pil or whether the scope because for a student who always thought See, I, I, yeah i understood the question what has happened was when i when i joined as a teacher I joined as a teacher in 1978. Between 1978 to 1983-84, there used to be a person who was a member of the bar council by name Krishna Pal, and later he became the principal of the VV Promula College. He was coming regularly for the annual examination. There was uh, uh, some LLM course, and uh, annual examination used to take place. and this person uh, always used to appear for the international law llm course and he used to bring trunks of books while coming to dharwar and he will stay along with us in the hotel because that was like vacation time and what books were every and then afterwards remember he used to speak during night time hours together about international law about the judges what judgment all this 
then naturally remember i cultivated interest in listening to him he was very good very knowledgeable although the art of speaking was not that good but the knowledge wise it was tremendous very influential for anybody and then i said why not i should do it now so i was still in nlb at that time and he was very very good with me and to be very frank you see those days money was very rare and he used to take me in the to the hotels in the evening there was a hotel by name brindavan uh, near the udaya hostel darwar and he would have tea and come back then again he would discuss and he would tell me night you should explain this case and tell me then i which i used to, used to do that is how i came to know a few cases which i don't forget even today then when i went to jnu in 1988 so i had a lot of information about international law and many said you can become a law officer to the government and you can become a secretary to the ministry of foreign affairs and you need not be an ifs officer alone indian foreign service need not be all these things came to my mind so i started working uh, joined immediately tp bhat was the person who advised this then i left the idea of going abroad in australia or united states nothing left everything never bothered about the scholarship and started doing my mphil and in the mphil i did very well then it resulted in my phd so i completed my phd also soon after the phd remember as and when i was i completed my uh, mphil there was an advertisement advertisement from the legal and treaties division ministry of civil affairs for the law officer i applied i applied and the interview came and the interview came uh, remember interview was i think on january 30th or so my mother passed away somewhere in, uh, in the first week of january but after cremation and everything i went back to uh, delhi and then i told my professor ramadullah khan uh, sir i don't want to appear because my i lost my mother and she was also not even just 60 years but then he said subramanya nothing to worry you go to the interview you don't think about your mother or anybody you are going to an interview if you know you say yes if you don't know i don't know then i went there and i was selected as law officer in the ministry of social affairs the legal treaties division then what has happened was ramadullah khan he kept saying now you go and report there don't worry you can do your phd later you will be somewhere in delhi then i told him sir i was an employee of university and as an employee of university i came on study leave and without the knowledge of my university i cannot take up the assignment and i will be in problem then he said subramanian should you not think all these things before going to the interview sir somehow you applied and then he wrote to the secretary the secretary was known to him his friend who happened to the ministry p shrinivas rao he was a doctorate from yale and he was a doctorate from as doctorate from the university of yale and a person who became the joint secretary at a young age to the government of india he became the deputy secretary at the age of 32 I'm telling you he was a doctorate from yale worked under professor mears macdougal this is a story in itself and i knew she was now later he became friend and he wanted me to go to the united nations institute of scientific research science and research and he recommended my name But what has happened was when my application went the last date got over so at that time your internet and all these things were not there it had to go by post only communication and even if you tell over phone to them they will not accept unless the document is there so i lost it so fine everything what is destined to happen will happen okay so then uh, completed the phd i did not join as a law officer in the ministry of social affairs 
then when i submitted my doctoral thesis after two days of no i was able to submit my doctoral thesis an advertisement had come in times of india and in the star times and this advertisement relates to the position of legal advisor in the ministry of legal affairs government of marin i did not know i did not know i was just remember doing my job completing the phd and there was a student of mine who had become the deputy manager of the syndicate bank he was working uh, near uh, the indian society of international law in the syndicate bank office and he had seen this and he knew me because i taught him at the llm the important yes so our, we have to send our sir and he should get it now he tried to contact my hostel i could they could not find but the new institute is huge you have at least now you have at least 12 hostels at that time you had over 6 so huge in each hostel you have more than 1000 students so they were not able to find then what has happened was he had left a message in the indian society of international law where i used to teach i used to teach in the indian academy of international law now because they they wanted and they loved me uh they gave me i also wanted some money to survive myself in in delhi in a place like delhi um, that also they could not convey one day i was just walking through the street and he was going out of the office so the interesting coincidence see i the classes would begin there at 6 o'clock and at 5:30 the bank office would close i was just passing through the road at about 5:35 or so and one person was just doing like this then then he was telling i am shitty shitty and i said i looked at him i could not able to and i met him now he called me he would wait there he said and then he passed the road and came and then, then he took me to his office immediately then he told me that is a, a advertisement which is meant for you you have to apply then i told him that there will be professors from jnu who will be applying and there will be people from the the, the legal and treaty institution who will also apply where do i stand sir you don't bother about it let hundreds of them apply even from other countries also will apply you submit your application let us see then i said no i am not then he told me letter i will prepare you prepare your cv and tomorrow at 5:30 again you come because bus transportation was free if you give 6 rupees you can go to anywhere in delhi at that time just 6 rupees get into the bus and get down out of the bus so i went and just did with my cv prepared and on shridharan he he typed out my cv during night time and gave it early in the morning and with that i went and he drafted only this much with reference to your advertisement i am so and so i submitting the post my cv is self explanatory this is the only thing we wrote and sent after one and a half month they said your application has been fully considered and we have selected you but we want to see the publications written made by you so immediately the next day i sent my publications after sending the publications remember it took one month after one month i received a reply you are selected we are going to give you this much of salary you are entitled to this much of perks you are entitled to have a free a free house born uh, by the government of bahrain then your children three of them if you have education will be given free by the government of bahrain Oh, that made me yeah yes that, by that time remember i had left and i gone back to dharwar and joined <laughs> and then i asked for leave they said no question of giving leave 
and i said if you are not go, going to give me leave i will leave this is why sorry get the point so i submitted my resignation and got out of the uh, university business and went to bahrain with a free ticket given by them and joined as legal advisor this is how my career started so sir when you served uh, under that position for like 7 years how was 7 years sir 7 and a half years yeah uh, see that actually it is a very good job very good jobs what i am saying is most of the subjects which the teachers teach in the classroom are totally different from what is being or how is being handled at the government level see for example uh, issues when i was working as an advisor i was taking care of the english section now instrument of ratification will come for purpose of uh, drafting how many of your teachers are teaching how an instrument of ratification is drafted and instrument of accession an instrument of accession is generally what happens is when the ratification date or the deadline that is being given is over a state can accede to the provisions of the treaty it can still become the part of the treaty for which a draft is a separate draft we hereby accede to the provisions of the treaty and bound by the provisions of the treaty as and then approved by the gazette of india on so and so this is what it is being done it is not come to us now for example when you work there this all agreements will come for comments it may be agreements on economic cooperation agreements may be cultural cooperation agreements relating to educational cooperation agreements relating to the assistance rather or aid all of them all type of treaties would come and we have to give our comments and that is not taught in the classroom at all because a teacher may be 30 years of experience but he will not be knowing how an agreement has to be reviewed what classes are to be deleted so these are the things which you learned first i can just tell you when i first joined on the very first day the minister said he he took me my minister was a highly qualified person see my law minister was a member of the international law commission for 17 years <laughs> and he was a phd in international law from cambridge and he did his phd under jennings dr jennings was a professor of international law at university of cambridge who later became a, a professor of international law at cambridge and elevated to the international court of justice and he retired as a president of the world court and, and this, the concerned hussein albarna was a student and he was our law minister under that person i worked so this is how we know international law what it is and remember every year for the, the meetings of the international law commission he would go and participate for about two months especially in july the meeting of the international law commission takes place in geneva and he will go there and participate and he will be in geneva geneva only for about one and a half months then some other meetings will take place for 15 to 15 days you go and participate and remember the briefing which they are supposed to prepare will be prepared by us and it will be given to us because it is drafted in english on current topics of international law for example at that time uh, on the issues relating to state responsibility liability uh, unconnected with the contractual wrongs what is the principle of that that the discussion was going on and most of the drafting is done by us in the ministry me and mk nawaz mk nawaz was also there and he was uh, this 
secretary general of the and secretary general and the director of the indian society of international law earlier and from there he was directly appointed as advisor and he wanted to come back at that time i was elected in his place so this is how the things go on lot of things we learned see for example uh, uh, treaty on investments and and uh, other things treaty on avoidance of double taxation and a treaty relating to red cross the health treaty for financial health the countries all sub type of treaties and the the the, the documents relating to amiri decree See, for example the amir issues as a decree but the decree which is going to be issued by the amir in his name and passed in the gazette has to be prepared by the legal affairs minister which we used to do that is why we had remember we are the eyes and ears of the government of bahrain which i cannot tell that in the public because if you tell it in the public you will not be there <laughs> these are this is how uh, we learned many things so now uh, so now the bahrain chapter comes to an end after 7 years and so now yeah. we are uh, at nujs over here yeah. sir, now there is a very different this year is 2005 onwards with that we're talking about sir over here now uh, you have in between you mentioned that there are so many things that were not to be learned by teachers and professors that i that you had to learn on your own this out of college experiences everything so now you are at a position where you are given the administration of running things in nujs so now this whole aspect of extracurriculars was that the beginning time of extracurriculars or was it still that you can give exams get good grades and still bag a job at a big place such as gcc or was the importance of extracurriculars been realized at from then onwards see the uh, one fundamental thing uh, i wanted to uh, bring home uh, after i joined uh, the office Uh, in the government of Bahrain, first it was Legal Affairs Ministry. When uh, the minister resigned, he was the Minister of Law and Justice for about 26 years. The government of Bahrain after his Cambridge doctorate. Now, after his uh, retirement, our uh, uh, Legal Affairs Ministry was merged with the Ministry of Cabinet Affairs. So we became, became part and parcel of the uh, Ministry of Cabinet Affairs. Now, uh, after I. became part and parcel of the ministry of cabinet affairs remember there was some problems which were going on and then at that time my son completed this 10th standard and i thought that even if you want to become a national of the state of bahrain you have to reside there for 25 years and residing there for 25 years for nothing is not good also so i decided to come back okay when i decide to yeah when i decide to come back uh um, many people i just made an inquiry during vacation i had come the previous year that was in 2000 i had come back here and during the vacation i had inquired with some people they said no for you there is nothing you have a llb first class llm first class mphil first first and phd is also one of the judges happened to be the member of the law of the sea tribunal and he had written good wonderful comments all of them they said but when i came back Uh, with the hope of getting into some good institution in the initially that a good institution remember entertained me afterwards they said we have not advertised the post when the post is advertised we will let you know i had left the job there was no need for me to leave the job there and remember by 
looking into the developments which have taken place after the liberalization liberalization process which was going through i decided my country is much better than anywhere because you will be known to people if you go back to your country here in the gulf naturally you work in the office and from the office you go home and you don't have other freedoms at all all over you came back but then when they said remember for 3 to 4 months i was without a job where the a, a, a first class in me with a first class in llb and not canvassing and a first class in mphil and a wonderful phd i had to sit there there was no job then what has happened was i was sitting at home and i trying to search a job and i was regretting for having come here that time a student of mine was a principal in the salgaonkar law college goa so this student of mine in salgaonkar law college one day i get a call and he just said see we have an llm program and this for this llm program guest faculty comes and delivers lectures only on saturdays and sundays and we honor the guest faculties because we invite eminent people and since you are an international law man i am inviting you next saturday you come and i started reading immediately i went on reading and friday itself i boarded the bus and landed in goa they picked me up and put me in some way hotel and first lecture i started and sunday also i delivered the lecture they were very happy and monday morning sunday evening i boarded the bus again came back monday morning before i landed i received a call from goa by the same principal students have come and said me they want you next week and i told me i am yet to enter the house it is not possible to travel like this i will come the next to next week so then i started going there so within 3 weeks three travels remember i used to, a man who was drawing i am telling you at that time the salary of a teacher here was almost 1500 rupees i was drawing 1500 lakhs and i was without salary nothing then what has happened was i was just working and there about for 3000 rupees when i go for the lectures and then i came back then i was made a lecturer in the goa university in salgaonkar and it was a government job then from there within one year i became a, i started remember after serving 10 years as associate professor after serving 7 years as legal advisor to the government of bahrain i started as a, my career as a part time teacher law teacher that is why i know all the difficulties when the students come and tell they i said don't elaborate we know all this you have undergone i started this then from part time teacher i became a full time temporary teacher then full time temporary teacher to full time teacher then within one year i became a senior teacher second year i became an associate professor i established a name there in goa even now they tell me it's impossible to replace it then from there in the retirement period i shifted as professor of law to bangalore university and uh, bangalore university i served as a professor of law then when that plan period post was about to be over i was appointed as a full time professor as selection grade professor thereafter i became uh, a chairman of the faculty of law in bangalore university university law college then i became the dean then i became the registrar then i became remember Uh, registrar administration then uh, 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 all <laughs> temporary vice chancellor also 
then afterwards when i completed my tenure remember i went back to njs and in njs they selected me as a direct selection grade professor of international this again by interview i served there but when i was serving there as professor of international law in njs what has happened was the karnataka government has selected me as vice chancellor of ksm so i resigned there and came back and remember here as vice chancellor i served and completed the tenure and when i completed the tenure remember i just reached my house the vice chancellor from njs called me if you are interested there is a job and if you are coming we will advertise otherwise we are not going sir, so they said i said sir at this point well, yes sir yeah uh, sir at this point so you have uh, already like gone from so when you said that you were sitting at home without salary and you were at such a high post sir at that point of time uh, if you were right if you did not go to bahrain or would you have, did you ever think that why did i even go to bahrain and in the first place if i had to be like this because you are starting in india right from the scratch and that situation would have been a little different if you would not have gone to bahrain and maybe you would have charted success in india right from the, that three month period of that low point would not have even come so did you ever think that you should your decision of not like going abroad and pursuing your uh, pursuing your career there was right or wrong did that thought ever now, yeah yeah I, 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 this came as a challenge because when i was selected uh, 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 I, I will give you when I uh, applied for leave to go to Jawaharlal Nehru University. There were senior colleagues of mine who came and told me, "You don't go. There is no need to go because you have already put in this much of service. You have, you are married, and you have a kid also." And then I said, "Nothing doing because without PhD means you people will not even increment." it may be a government university and i don't want to suffer then they some of them there was professor ramchandra with that time he came and told me where is the need to go these people tell 100 things what is going to happen you will be getting the salary in any case i did not bother I applied and got relieved and went and did my phd and then from there i went to bahrain this is uh, uh, and there afterwards when i came back from bahrain when i did not get the position for of which i was issued i felt bad where was the need to go to bahrain for me if i were to remain here in these seven and a half years i would be become the vice chancellor now <laughs> because i had already put in remember <laughs> these seven and a half years with jnu phd at that time i would become the vice chancellor or at least something registered this was not required but then see what is written cannot be taken that is that you have to accept the fact of life and that is what i did and it went on smoothly see i went from the vice chancellorship i went there they advertised the post and i was interviewed by the west bengal government because that uh, what we call as the regulatory studies governance and public policy was funded by the west bengal government so the secretaries the chief secretary himself was there in the interview and i was selected there were two three others and i became the actually it is a direct post i used to say i am a coordinator i said that is enough for me So I was the director of the Center for Regulatory Studies, Governance, and Public Policy, and established the center and worked there for two years. It earned a very good name. And then now there afterwards, remember after two two years plus again when the contract was renewed, I just said it's not possible. And immediately I came and joined here. 
this is like anything you have come on <laughs> brilliant sir all of this is brilliant sir at this point uh, i think that i'll come back to that question that i was asking you uh, yeah in the uh, so sir you said that uh, all of your achievements you always uh, remark it to your number of grades and everything else but sir in the course of time you've also seen a lot of other things that has come up for example now just grades in itself are not enough we have heard this from all our seniors and also our teachers and the reason that our teachers are promoting us and helping us with extracurricular activities is uh, that so sir in that respect you had mentioned that uh, one of your jobs required you to show the research articles of the research papers that you have so was it our research papers actually that important for us that it has it has had that import, importance then and it has importance even now or uh, now yeah and see for example since i worked in nujs and taught the subjects in nujs uh, uh, i'll be explain directly explain to you without uh, taking any uh, there are students who are working in the second year in the national law schools and they are working in the third year or fourth year whatever it be and students who are working when they are in the third year itself recruitment takes place mm-hmm. and remember before they come to fourth year they will be in remember law firms working and there are those they will not be very serious in the studies also because they know in any case there is an issue to job now the point at issue is how do they get this job they get this job because of two factors one is internship that is being done in the best of the law firms in this country and even abroad and there are students who are doing internship even from abroad i know myself in my own the two three of them they have done internship remember as students of at nujs they were doing internship abroad in england uh, palmer and coven and christopher and louis in these firms they are the best of the firms so this is how it helps you when you just apply for the job now the point the second point is some of the students especially they have publications i remember uh, a, a lady girl a lady was appointed as a research assistant in my center and she did her llb from nujs and one day i saw her cv because for some recommendations of her she had a publication in stanford law review so these are the two things which is required very much required and almost for everyone it ought to be fulfilled if you want to climb the ladder initial i'm telling you the more the number of publications in the best of the journals naturally help you other things you forget yes other things being equal satrus paribus <laughs> <laughs> right so so okay so we have talked about the past we are talking about the present so what is in yeah. the so what excites our dean sir uh, if uh, i have to ask you so in do you like you have always had this fascination towards international law now is it still the same or is it different subject that would excite you the point is when i started studying in nujs uh, up to my mphil i was a serious scholar of uh, international law when i 
started working on phd i became a scholar in the area of environment law my phd is in the area of environment law which nobody knows and remember that phd work which was acclaimed as one of the best i am not supposed to tell all these things and i could get it published now only it is recently accepted for publication because there was no time to get it published soon after my phd my professor ramadullah khan wanted to get it published he was telling that it is such a wonderful thesis and there are publishers i will get it published i gave the copy of the thesis it was with him and the same publications came and they took the thesis and kept it for two days and the third day returned saying that we cannot market it it is we cannot market it because it is too technical <laughs> because at that time remember hazardous substances was not known to anybody no not known to anyone anyone hazardous substances means even now people ask what is hazardous substances whether plastic is hazardous substance the other day in one of the lectures somebody asked me now that is you should tell me madam by your experience <laughs> so these are the things so i became an environmental man but then naturally that subjects with internet subject international which i taught at the llb level for 10 years non stop that remember spirit is still there that is why i am called only to deliver lectures in most of the places in the area of international right. that is i study study the cases that is how okay go with the time okay yes. so so okay so this we usually end this segment by uh, an advice section so sir if you had to give an advice to a ts manim back in university law college times and back in before everything was beginning uh, so what would you give an advice no see take life as it comes no you need not have to worry much about it see what is written in well, if you say uh, on your forehead it is going to happen it is bound to happen it is destined to happen you cannot alter it it may be good or it may be bad but then don't lose your confidence see i am i am just telling you i was an associate professor and an advisor to a foreign government and going to a place like goa and working as a part time professor i never bothered i always used to say with confidence there will be change let us see if there is no change nothing god has given me he has given the opportunity to become an advisor to a foreign government what else you require can anybody expect more than that later remember from that position again when i started my second life in 19 after i came in 2001 you know i became a vice chancellor of university before that i became a registrar of the biggest university in asia that is bangalore university what else you require and i became remember i was directly selected by designation as professor of international law in the jays the advertisement is called we need a professor of international law by designation even in the appointment order it said you are selected as a professor of international law what else you require do you require anything this is what remember after that onslaught then you see again for five or six years i struggled struggled at times i used to feel bad i had to leave my family i was staying alone in goa my son also was not here he was in canada that time all these ordeals we have undergone don't feel bad everything is it has to come it has to happen it is just time to happen but one day 
see after the sunset there should be sunrise <laughs> otherwise you see always you have to hope you cannot survive for everybody to the same okay sir okay so sir one more uh, last advice from you and we'll just uh, close this uh, sir all your life you have again had this fascination about uh, international law but sir would you say that that might even be detrimental for students to just focus on one subject throughout the course of their span of their careers or should they even try to venture out other things so your from what i could gather from your experiences it has been so much about international law and even about environment law that i have gotten right now <laughs> but even before i just knew international law would you suggest a student to just go for one subject have technical expertise in one subject or even venture out and like broaden their horizons to different subjects also yes. i understand your question now first and foremost if a student decides ultimately to become what i am going to become like this see there are students who only think about especially in jnu when we were there they they would enter the take the seat after writing the examination not to become mphil phd's their target is to become as officers mm-hmm. right come what may i will become an as officer they will burn the midnight oil read 24 hours sleep only just 2 3 hours and read so whether you have options in 2 or 3 nothing is going to happen options are options this is dependent dependent upon your taste see just because you want to become you cannot read and write you should have the taste also if you don't have the taste you cannot become a good scholar you can become a good scholar there is taste and inquisitiveness to study and the urge to go further if this are not there you cannot become a scholar true this is it whether it is one or two or more nothing there are students remember who have interest in everything when they say sir i have interest in constitutional law i have interest in commercial law then afterwards they become neither neither here nor there that should not happen right 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 also sir so we'll just close this up with your recommendation Thank of books if you could recommend students law students such as us uh, your books that you could uh, tell us that which books are you interested in which books are you reading right now or which books would you recommend for students like us now say for example if you intend to become a good student of international law now read an elementary book that is uh, principles of international law by uh, stark jg stark now it is edited by somebody now that is a see to get make have a master of that book you would require 5 years the book may be having about 600 pages but then to get a mastery even today when i read i find new things it can be interpreted this way also that is that and you have other plenty of other books also plenty of them in the library read any book i'm telling you by good authors not by remember cut and paste authors never so read books written by eminent scholars whatever any on any subject and one more important thing i just want to bring it to the attention of everyone is uh, along with the law you should have knowledge of allied subjects also and unless you have knowledge of allied subjects you cannot become a good scholar see for example why i became a very good teacher in international law is for the simple reason i happened to be a student of history mm-hmm. and i happened to be a student of american history and european history 
Uh, very that is where where the incidents or instances take place i bring in the historical facts mm-hmm. and then the historical facts are analyzed in the present context what mm-hmm. has happened earlier yes, for example humanitarian law we speak merit what what was the the type of cruelty that was practiced in 30 years war which we know and it had to be avoided that is why the entire law came in at a later stage in 1949 gives a lot of perspective perspective yes sir yes sir thank yeah. you so much sir it was amazing talking to you and knowing about you sir and uh, thank you for thank you. doing this and stay safe and stay healthy sir thank and happy teachers in advance thank you thank you